Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today let the word go forth fool me once are you fired up i'm not a crook are you ready to go shame on shame on you it's abe lincoln's top hat hosted by ben kissel boom we can't get fooled again hey what's up everyone how you doing ben kissel here hanging out with travis irvine hello ben thank you all so much for listening we're going to keep on trying to get you through these trying times the best that we can because the Lord knows, much like in the movie The Batman, when Robert Pattinson said, the city is eating itself. It seems like the American people are also getting full of rage and hate, oh, no. some of it warranted, and of course, some of it reactionary in a way that might not be the most productive. But we will discuss what's going on right now in this country, believe it or not, When nine individuals, specifically six of them, um, decide to eliminate a massive civil right, civil unrest occurs. We will talk about what's going on outside of the homes of Alito and Kavanaugh and Amy Coney Barrett. Maybe, if not, go there, too. (laughs) Um, If you're Kavanaugh, if you're Alito, this is a time where you just have to, like, you're going to want your scotch. You're going to want Mm. your cigars, Mm -hmm. and then you just have to slowly, you just have to hang out in your basement, yeah, kind of wondering, like, why are they so mad at me? And then maybe look at yourself, too. Yeah, look in the mirror, have a loaded (laughs) gun at all times, and just keep sipping that scotch and be like, do I, is today the day I got to defend myself? Oh, my goodness. That reminds me of the couple that looks like they were out of the John Waters movie, the ones with the AR-15s oh, as the BLM right. uh, protesters were uh, exercising their First Amendment right to protest, and they immediately just pulled out two guns yeah. as if, I don't know, to send a strong suburban message. And of course, they were asked to speak at the 2020 Republican National Convention because, of course. So that is one of the ironies or interesting points when it comes to protest. If your side is protesting, people see it as a right. But mm. if your side is one being protested against, people see those people as terrorists. We're going to talk about what's going on when it comes to um, civil protections in the context of those in power, as soon as protests occurred outside of the homes of the individuals who, again, are currently attempting to attack Roe v. Wade and got it. Steny Hoyer says, we need a bill immediately introduced to protect people's rights to privacy. No, 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 that's not true. He wants to have more security. Oh, okay. It's good yeah, old because Steny. He, it's good old Steny. He, he's like, I know the most important thing facing the American people right now is Kavanaugh's fence isn't high enough. Mm. So House Democratic leaders on Wednesday vowed to move quickly on legislation providing additional security for family members of the Supreme Court justices. Again, violence is never the answer. It is never the answer. Please do not commit acts of violence. But as we just said, we have one A in this country and you have the right to protest. And many of the people who are currently protesting now also take a look in the mirror because they were demonizing other people protesting for the things that they believe they should be protesting. And again, Oh, everyone, 
my God, we're hurting as a country. Mm. And it's just very, very sad to see. Yes. And I would just add, it's very strange for the Democratic Congress to extend protections to family members of the Supreme Court justices, especially considering what Ginny Thomas did on January 6th. I'm pretty yep. sure that those were acts of violence and she was totally down. So just it's very interesting bedfellows, as always. Oh, Jenny. Hey, Jenny, come on in here and rub my toes. Jenny, it's been a hard day of sitting on the bench. I can't. I can't. I'm too busy texting how we got a revolt. Oh, interesting. How peaceful. House Majority Leader Steny Hoyer, he's a Democrat out of Maryland. Uh, he began talks immediately with Representative Jerry Nadler. Now, Jerry Nadler looks like in the aforementioned the Batman. He looks like the Penguin. Mm. He's a uh, not a particularly... I don't know how what Jerry Nadler, uh, he's been in office for about, you know, 40 years. I don't think his record is particularly great. Um, and I think he's one of the reasons why individuals feel so goddamn screwed by this current supposed at the very most binary political system we have, as it doesn't seem like either party is fighting for a large majority of the country. Well, I will also point out that you and I once had looked up clips of Jerry Nadler from 30, 40 years ago. He was much bigger than he's lost some he weight. Was, he's lost he some did. weight. Mm -hmm. He really did. And good for him for that. Now he needs to lose his job. Anyway, <laughs> Hoyer, uh, this is what he told reporters on the Capitol. He says, let me say emphatically. And that's as emphatic as he can get because all of these people sound like cigars trying to fart. <laughs> let me say emphatically. We need to protect Supreme Court justices and their families, period. We're a nation of laws, not of violence, not of intimidation. Uh, yeah, we are a nation of laws, and they're attempting to overthrow a massive law, of course, in this case, that being Roe v. Wade, which has sent shockwaves throughout the society. And again, maybe if you are uh, someone who is not in faith, perhaps you are pro-life, just remember when they come for what you love, you know, then mm. uh, you want to. So this is like this is something that we just have to remember that just because you might not agree with the people who are currently being harassed or currently being targeted by people in political power, when they come for you, it's the cliche, but it's very true. That's why we need to stand up for the Constitution. We need to stand up for civil liberties and stand up for civil rights, even if we don't necessarily agree. I mean, in this case, I, I do agree with Roe v. Wade on pro-choice. But even if you don't agree with, I don't know, certain people's actions, you need to allow those actions to be legal and lawful because, again, otherwise, we're a nation where we're all walking around like the aforementioned the Batman with a bunch of duct tape around our mouths and we're no longer allowed to speak at all. Absolutely. The First Amendment and the Fourth Amendment are really under scrutiny right now. And don't forget Roe v. Wade. And it was upheld again uh, in the Casey vs. Planned Parenthood case of the 1990s. It, this is a matter of privacy between a doctor and their patient. And that is yes. where the root of these rights exist. And that's where a lot of our rights still exist. And of course, I've seen a lot of public footage between a doctor and their patient as well. Hello. But that's more of a pornographic nature. Uh, lots of footage there, which I say, is this a HIPAA violation? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, buddy. You can't do that, man. When it comes to people who are currently looking to have their, um, again, Fourth Amendment rights solidified, Clowns to the left to be jokers to the right. Joe Manchin, mm. he is now opposing a Democratic bill that would guarantee abortion access nationwide. So when we talk about the threshold of getting rid of the filibuster mm. in a case like this, it don't matter 
because now without Joe Manchin's support for a bill like this from the Democratic Party and it's a Democratic bill, they wouldn't even have the 40, they wouldn't even have the 50 or 51 to overturn a filibuster. Right. You know, the filibuster, I mean, Joe Manchin and even uh, Kirsten Cinema. remember, she is still opposed to changing the rules regarding the filibuster. But again, this highlights, and I know we're going to talk about it later in the show, a lot of these upcoming Senate races, uh, a lot of states, I mean, this this is going to put the Senate balance front and center as we go into November. And at the end of the day, whoever leaked this Supreme Court document has really uh, given a gift to politics in America right now because I think both sides of this issue are really going to show up and vote in November and certainly also in the primaries leading up to November. Yeah, that's a good point. Money obviously corrupts all. Do you feel like if it comes to the leaker, which I think you made a great point in the last episode, it could be a Republican who wants to force Kavanaugh and Alito and uh, everybody out, you know, Thomas and the whole lot, uh, Roberts and whatnot, um, to follow through on the Alito draft. It, it very well could have been that. It could be, again, somebody from the left, or it could just be a freedom-loving, libertarian-minded person who says, whatever this is, it's wrong. <laughs> right. We don't know. Um but when it comes to money and when it comes to fundraising, you're right. This is a massive boom for all campaigns across the board. I wonder if that has something to do with the why, with the timing of it being leaked and also with the timing of the Supreme Court deciding to make this decision potentially again in July as we have a key election in November. Right. Activists on both sides of this issue. Or in are. June, I believe the issue would be settled. But anyway, go on. I'm sorry. Right. Well, uh, again, uh, Activists on both sides of this issue are are already... Well, they're going to their corners and they're coming out fighting. And certainly they want the prize and they want the purse. And I feel like this is one of those areas where when you see people campaigning on whether it be the draft or whether it be whatever is happening in this country, when you see them campaigning on the most hot button issues, they know they're going to have a lot of fired up people and they know it's going to divide a lot of people. But at the same time, Apparently, rage is what gets people opening up their wallets uh, opposite of a wonderful strip club where love is what gets one to give money. Absolutely. And it's always like uh, I always think of Roger Stone in these situations that the Republicans can't win with just the evangelical vote, but they also can't win without it. And so if you get those folks fired up, get them to show up. Lord knows that's what gave George W. Bush in 2004. The evangelicals were fired up about gay marriage at that time when states were putting it on their ballots in swing states to ban gay marriage. That's what made the evangelical vote show up then. So this could be, uh, again, a ploy to get the evangelicals to show up to give Republicans control, not just of state legislatures and governorships, but then the Senate. And then from there, they pretty much got Joe Biden in a headlock. And of course, Joe Biden desperately trying to cling on to some of the support that led him into the uh, White House, which, of course, was Lindsey Graham. Lindsey mm. Graham and leaked audio that took place on January 6th. Uh, Lindsey, did you say that you thought that Joe Biden was maybe the best candidate? Oh, yes, I did. I, I did indeed. I thought he was ham, and then I thought he was also biscuits, y'all. <laughs> oh, he's double ham and biscuits. The ladybugs 
are flaring up. So when it comes to Joe Manchin, this is what he had to say regarding his opposition of this bill. He says, we're going to be voting for a piece of legislation that I will not be voting for today. He says, but I would vote for a Roe v. Wade codification if it was today. I was hopeful for that, but I found out yesterday in caucus that it was not going to be. So this issue, divisive within the Democratic Party, the Republican Party, it seems to be pretty, again, I don't know where their Freedom Caucus is when it comes to, again, violations of the Constitution, but they seem to be pretty unified. And it's just an interesting, you know, borderline, well, not borderline, it's a scary time mm-hmm. in many, many ways. And people need uh, just to feel as if the people that they put in office have their best interest in mind. And it just does not feel that way at this point. Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today all right well speaking of power we'll talk about elections later but the real power it's all on twitter and people are twatting can't you believe it so elon musk we still don't know if this guy is going to be able to buy the company or not 44 billion bucks there's still it's it's in the midst of negotiation but as we know in this country speaking of twatting money talks and it walks and if it talks like a duck It acts like an asshole. And certainly (laughs) Elon Musk has his beak in the butt of many people who are upset that he wants to take over Twitter. Elon Musk said recently that he would lift the ban on Donald Trump because he says, I think it was a mistake. But now my question, if you're Donald Trump, what about Truth Social? He's kneecapping his own social media platform. Oh, no. And he's going to go back to Twitter. I don't know if this is a good idea. Somebody tell Devin Nunez left his congressional <laughs> position for this. What a bunch of losers. So again, when it comes to Twitter, um, I recommend staying off of it as much as possible. It can provide some information, but once information is received, just leave because then at that point, it's just going to, it just turns toxic very, very quickly and it will only get more toxic going forward. So the 50 year old Tesla CEO said that he would, uh, that he would indeed reverse the permanent ban on Donald Trump saying, quote, it was a mistake and that he would reverse it. Uh, He says permanent ban should be extremely rare and really reserved for accounts that are bots or scam or spam accounts. I do think it was not correct to ban uh, Donald Trump. So apparently um, attempting to overthrow the United States government and refusing to leave office when you rightfully lose an election is just like, eh. Yeah, sure. It's not, at, le- at least it's not spam. Right, right, right. At least he's not a bot. At least we know he's really the president tweeting from the White House right now during an insurrection. That's pretty cool. I think he also kind of steps on his own words here because we're not going to delete the accounts unless they're a bot, a scam, or spam. And as we know, Donald loves his spam, and everything he says is a scam. So even by Musk's logic, uh, Donald doesn't need to return. But of course, like any geriatric American male, he's desperate for his tweeter. Mm-hmm. 
He can't get his fix anymore just golfing with with his buddies and saying he's the the 45th president and the future 47th president. He needs to tweet it. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Because without that, who is he going to talk to? He goes on to say, I think it was a mistake because it alienated a large part of the country and ultimately resulted in Donald Trump not having a voice. All right. Well, also, let's not forget why we got here. Mm. It's because of the way that Donnie used his Twitter to alienate a huge portion of the country. Yes. And again, when it comes to a former president of the United States, you're not going to have Tricky Dick to cook around anymore. Oh, uh, my no. empathy and sympathy is about as large as a uh, eight ounce um, a little a little. What do you call those little things back in the day? Chicken nuggets. No, juice, juicy cup, juicy oh, cup. Oh, uh, juicy fruit. What I'm saying is my cup doesn't <laughs> runneth over with empathy or sympathy for Donald Trump because, again, he does have a voice. And when it comes to standing up against bullies, which is why I support Zelensky in Ukraine, uh, that is our job. If someone is a bully, then it is not does not make you equal if you stand up against them. Uh, you have to. And, of course, that's exactly what Donald Trump used his Twitter platform as. Uh, or four was the bully pulpit. Mm. And I think it caused uh, immense amount of emotional and psychological damage to this country. And we saw it on the streets, whether it be, you know, a- every protest under the freaking sun that you could imagine, people mm. are hurt and people are suffering. And I think it was coming from the top because uh, the man who was supposed to represent all of us said that Nazis and not Nazis. Both kind of good people. Many good people on both sides. I'm going to tweet it. I'm going to tweet it all day. Everyone's real good. Yes, which I thought sent a massive chilling effect uh, across this country when it comes to a president not being able to actively say that he is against the neo-Nazi movement. And then obviously uh, such a unbelievable Putin cuck really makes us question his loyalty to our own country. But in late April, the social media company announced it had entered into a definitive agreement mm. to be acquired by uh, Elon for 54 bucks a share, approximately $44 billion. But again, ever since then, it's sort of been in legal limbo, much like Jeffrey Tubin is probably doing right now with his Tubin. Hello. Musk called for uh, Twitter. He called it the digital town square where matter where matters vital to the future of humanity are debated. What do you think about that, Travis? Do, do you remember? Do, do you know that? Do, like, do you, um, I remember when it was for comedians to tell funny jokes. Yeah. Yeah. You wanted to be the first to tweet a joke or if you're a journalist, you want to be the first to tweet a story. It was all about scoops and Funny takes on poops, and that's it. That was all Twitter <laughs> was for. And, you know, in terms of disinformation, I mean, good grief, man. It's it's full of it. There's so much of it there. And, um, you know, if, if the idea to limit it, I don't think was a bad thing. But to your point, I also just try to stay the hell off of there when I can't. You have to for your own mental health. Uh, so he also tweeted, uh, like, why was Donald Trump, you know, kicked off of Twitter in the first place? Um it was because they have a policy. So Twitter has a policy that says it's, quote, uh, he it was a violation of the glorification of violence policy, mm. which, again, I don't know what the hell that even means in legal speak. Um, it seems like me saying I love the Batman the way that he beat the shit out of the penguin. Mm. Am I just did I just violate a policy? Same Whoa, goes for, don't tweet that. Don't don't tweet, tweet it. that. Penguins everywhere are gonna start getting beat up by giant well, bats. 
and that was one of my issues with the new the Batman. I want a cold penguin. And I think they need to have at least one shot of the of the uh, thermometer. Mm. I want to see it at 58 degrees. I really need to. That's, I like the Danny DeVito penguin mm-hmm. because it's a little over the top. He's eating raw fish, but he's the penguin. And now the new penguin, at the very least, make it be so his club is like super cold. So then people walk out of there like, man, the penguin's club is always so cold, uh, but it's the best club in town. Right, exactly. And then you bring in Arnold Schwarzenegger again as Mr. Freeze, and you've got yourself a franchise. Ice to see you. <laughs> you are a genius. Speaking of cold, again, that is exactly what Twitter has become. So the company argued that Trump's use of the term American patriots in another tweet uh, it was interpreted as a support for committing acts of violence against the U.S. Capitol. And now, of course, as we see when it comes to the flip side of that argument, as we mentioned before, what's happening outside and in many ways, rightfully so, when it comes to uh, letting the powers that be know how you feel. Um, it, I, w- like, what else? What other options do we have? It's hard to say. I mean, these these people are human. And they live places, and if other humans are very mad at them and they find out where they live, they will show up and show their disdain for said elected official. It's happened but many I, times. It's, well, it's happened uh, here in Ohio when our Department of Health director uh, had protesters outside of her house over the lockdowns. And of course, in that case, those protesters were conservative. Um, the police mitigated the situation, and and you know it was frowned upon by a lot of folks, but... They were exercising their right, and at the end of the day, they all went home. So, and of course, we had what happened in uh, oh my goodness, my my neighboring state, Michigan, mm. of with Whitmer, with Governor with Whitmer. Whitmer. Now that and of that course, accelerated a little bit that, differently because there was an actual kidnapping plot. And again, was, exactly. be careful when you go to these protests, whether you're outside of Alito's house or whether you're outside of wherever. It's if there's like, oh, who's that guy? I haven't seen him around here before. There's a lot of undercover officers. There's a lot of informants. Right. There's a lot of people out there um, that you might think are on your side that simply are not. And I think in the Whitmer situation, it was similar to what happened with Richard Reed, the shoe bomber, where basically the FBI comes in, gives you every single thing that you ever needed. And all you got to do is say yes and be mildly compliant. And then they treat you as if you're the mastermind. In reality, you could even make yourself uh, you know, a hamburger if you were starving. So just be very careful out there. And again, violence is never the answer, but expressing yourself is absolutely fine, um, especially when um, you know civil liberties and civil rights are under attack. Again, seemingly by all sides. We'll talk about what's going on in Florida here in a second. And I'll just add on the Whitmer plot, that entire plot formulated in Ohio, actually, was at a Columbus, Ohio suburb. And yes, the FBI was watching it the entire time. Um, obviously, Ohio and Michigan uh, rivals in football. I think this plot took it a little too far. I think that's fair to say. And if you want to start, just look into what happened with COINTELPRO and those sorts of things. The uh the strategy by the entities in power has not changed one bit. Um, right. They'll probably be, I, was, I think it's a Chris Rock bit. 
not to sound like Neil Young trying to be cool and hip, um, but I believe he was talking about how if there's a white person hanging out in a black gang, he's the most dangerous one by far. Oh, um, right, right, right. And right. it's always the most dangerous. It's always the one who's like, reminds me of Umbrella Man as well, a person who uh, definitely an undercover officer in Minneapolis who started breaking the windows of the auto parts store, uh, which again, broken windows. There is a truth to that theory. As soon as something breaks, boom, the floodgates were open. Mm-hmm. People made their own decisions, but that certainly prompted a lot of those decisions in a way. So if there's a person who's like, let's burn it down, like there's Seth Rollins (laughs) from the WWE, just ask, just ask them like, oh, is it working at the federal uh, building? And then just see their reaction. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Get their badge number and they'll be like, uh, uh, then they'll turn into Jim Jordan being asked uh, (laughs) what he talked about with Trump on January 6th. Yes. So going to Florida, so a Florida circuit judge has ruled this past Wednesday uh, that it will strike down elements of the congressional district map pushed forth by Governor Ron DeSantis. I think that Travis and I both agree people who are in charge, who are elected officials, should not have any say over the electoral maps because, as we know, power corrupts, money corrupts, and what's more powerful than having people's vote not matter? Right. And we've talked about on this show, obviously, check out our episode with Katie Shanahan, all about redistricting. She covered Ohio, but she also covered all around the country. Independent commissions are the best way, nonpartisan commissions, to decide this tricky redistricting issue because you're absolutely right. It doesn't matter who's in charge, if it's Republicans or if it's Democrats, they always have partisan leanings and they're trying to swing their state and the power in it to their own political party. So good on the courts for striking down this map. I'm obviously nervous and hesitant as to where it goes from here because right. in Ohio, yep. ours went to the Ohio Supreme Court. We had one Republican side with the Democrats that our maps were unconstitutional. And so then the Republicans went to a Republican-leaning federal court, and that court has now stepped in to keep our unconstitutional, gerrymandered, Republican-favored maps. So... This was uh, this was Judge Jane Lynn Smith. Uh, they ruled with the uh, Democratic plaintiffs in this case uh, who sued over map lines that eliminated a uh, black congressional district uh, stretching from Jacksonville West all the way to the beautiful place of Tallahassee, where you can go to Florida State University. Just make sure to lock your doors. There's a lot of Bundys around. So the legislation, the legislator had initially approved a map that maintained the black majority district in North Florida, currently had held by Representative Al Lawson, but DeSantis vetoed that map and insisted the legis- legislative pass his own version, which drew Lawson out of a seat, which brings up a great point when it comes to people believing or being concerned of um, judges legislating from the bench, right? Right. In yeah. this case, let's not forget, this was voted on, it was passed, and it was vetoed by Governor DeSantis. Right, right. Which, which is he, not, which is an overreach of power, in my opinion. Yeah, well, and we've seen plenty of that from Governor DeSantis in Florida over the past year, last few years since he came to power. So just add this to the list. Yeah, this is what uh, Smith said from the bench. They say, I'm finding the enacted map is unconstitutional under the Fair District Amendment because it diminishes African-Americans' ability to elect candidates of their choice. And of course, if you can't elect a candidate of your choice, you no longer have a piece of the franchise, which is something that many people have fought so hard to get. And to see these um, gains be slowly rolled back, again, 
this is why people are upset. This is why people are broken. And this is why people, this is why there's, this is why the city's eating itself. This is why people are hurt. And it's on purpose. I was, ta- I was speaking with Marcus and we're just trying to figure out like, well, who benefits from all of this? Mm. But target marketing, individual, like all you need to do is have a niche. You find a niche, you frack and crack that niche and boom, you got yourself a multi, multi-million dollar corporation. In some cases, multi-billion dollar corporation. Keep us separated. They're the offspring. They want us They want us to no longer, any gains that were made um, in this country when it comes to unifying us. I mean, maybe I'm just being hyperbolic and dramatic and maybe it's just, it's been a rough week or something, but um, it just seems like it's going in the wrong direction very, very fast. Very fast. Yeah. I mean, obviously the past week, the past month has felt like a very long year. Um, but with redistricting, you know, that's why you you codify it, right? That's what we did in Ohio. We put it in our constitution. It was actually passed by a majority of voters, Republican and Democrat. When you codify these types of rules and regulations when it comes to redistricting, that's what makes a veto like we got from DeSantis or a decision like we got from our three panel federal court here in Ohio, where it's just three judges and two of them are Trump appointees and they sided with the Republicans. That's what makes these, uh, that's what makes these issues so egregious when people are ignoring the law as it has already been established. Deep state planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination. Then check out the language learning program Rosetta stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus the true accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started for a very limited time. Listeners can get Rosetta stones lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. This is a question for you, Travis. Hmm. When it comes to the Supreme Court, let's just we'll just talk on the federal level. Basically, should we change the entire process of electing our Supreme Court justices to make it more democratic small day? Hmm. Um, should should it literally be a national vote? We can vote. I mean, if somebody dies, um, people perhaps they could run for office, make it more public, make it more of an affair where we um, really get to know who these people are, because as we know, anytime you watch a hearing on television, on C-SPAN even, the questions that we see are theater. The questions that actually matter are done behind the scenes, behind the closed doors. Right. So, I mean, what? how do we – and maybe it's never been uh, pure, probably hasn't, but how do we um, how do we alter the hyper-politicized Supreme Court we have now? Right. I mean, the history of the Supreme Court has always been as pretty independent, right? I mean, we we talk about the days where even in the 90s, someone like Ruth Bader Ginsburg, she was approved uh, 90 some votes to a, right. a small fraction of politicized votes against her. And I do think it, it always reminds me of what our friend Cena John says about uh, it's not necessarily the plumbing, it's the plumbers. And that's what's really, I think, bastardized a what has been, you know, not a perfect process. But like Winston Churchill said, you know, democracy is the best form of government that we have now. It's not perfect, but if we could at least get folks who who abstain from these politicized decisions and just focus on good jurisprudence, even if you disagree or there's different opinions within it, um, 
keep in mind all of the three of the the judges that Trump approved, Kavanaugh, Gorsuch, and Coney Barrett, they all respected Roe v. Wade and Casey versus Planned Parenthood as legal precedent. That's established law. Susan Collins got tricked. And we will see where this decision goes from here. But in terms of do we expand the court? Do we pack the court? You know, court packing, people talk about that. I don't know if anyone's got the appetite to change the process on a on a full scale. I mean, even you look yeah. at the filibuster, we've talked about that. Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema could be right because about the filibuster, uh, essentially – that same process that the Democrats are trying to usurp uh, could be used against them if the Republicans take the Senate in the future. Yeah, and of course, Susan Collins, um, it's unfortunate when a longstanding senator like that is so easily, um, uh, I don't know, convinced of the authenticity of the people that she's speaking with. It almost brings into question her credibility. Uh, Susan Collins recently also had to call the police because somebody had someone put some chalk outside of her house. And so Susan, yeah, I know. Hello, police. Yeah, Susan, I'm so sorry. Um, It's really actually police. I'm not actually. You just call. You you actually called one one nine. You were thinking about calling nine one one. But this got you to the Ben Kissel hotline. So, um, (laughs) love you, Susan. Uh, And really, is is just the fact that you're a human being. We have to love each other, and uh, that was about it. Um, but Thank uh, you. did you, yeah, no problem. Did you feel threatened because you're a vampire? Yes, I so that did. was the chalk. The chalk kind of really scared you, and you were like, I can't leave the house if I see chalk because you know, theoretically, it'll uh, expose who I truly am. That's who that's why I called the Batman because I saw him <laughs> in that vampire movie. I'll call him now. Thank you. Bye. Hello, Susan. It's the Batman. Hello. How can I help you? Hello, Susan. Yes, you called me the Batman. Yes. They're chalking outside my yes, house. I, the city's eating itself. Uh, yes. Um, yes. Well, that, yeah. I take care of um, crime, ma'am. I, I, I'm a man of a. I, there's a lot of other crimes going on that don't involve. Can you chalk, come so. wash this chalk off my sidewalk? <laughs> yeah. uh, ma'am, I'm the Batman. Um, ma'am, so uh, uh, I just feel like it's a little below my... Uh, ma'am, oh, gosh darn it now. Uh, okay, ma'am, I will I will be there. I Thank will be you. there. No, goodbye, uh, Susan. Wait, Meanwhile, do you, do you think Roe v. Wade is legal precedent? Hello, Mr. Bat? Meanwhile, Gotham <laughs> City has gone to hell. Batman is nowhere to be found. Evidently, he said he had to go to Maine to clear up chalk outside of the home of Susan Collins. Finally, someone's uh, dealing with the real crime in this country. <laughs> Speaking of somebody dealing with air quotes, the real crime, Representative Greg Murphy, he was a Republican out of North Carolina. Mm. Out of everything that's going on, inflation is through the roof. People are struggling. Gas prices are too dang high. Rent is too damn high. Food, too damn high. Too damn high, yeah. Me. Too damn okay, <laughs> and too damn. They call me Stony Hoyer. Thank you. Oh, Representative Greg Murphy, Republican of North Carolina, he introduced a bill that would prevent President Biden from canceling federal student loan debt for millions of Americans. Wait, what? Why? Why? Like, what is? Like, <laughs> did he, did he, just, he woke up this morning and chose violence. What is the point? 
You're first of all, fuck you, number one. Yeah. And also, like, it's Schottenfreud politics. See, did he see the smile on some 45-year-old uh person who got a degree in theater and just think <laughs> it was too much and he couldn't handle it? So he's like, No, I'm going to write legislation to make sure that these kids who tried to get an education because we told them they had to get an education if they were gonna get a job, and yeah, the entire thing was a lie. If they have to pay one <laughs> cent less, I'm gonna not come for a month. Jesus Christ. I mean, this is Greg Murphy trying his best to get to the Ron DeSantis, Greg Abbott level of dickhead <laughs> cancel culture. You know, the political culture wars we keep talking yeah. about. Like, you're right. From a practical standpoint, why? Why would you stop anything, any grace coming from the federal government to any struggling people in your state? It seems absolutely asinine to me. It really does. And speaking of dickheads, uh, specifically Abbott's dickhead, Murphy, he is getting pretty low to the ground here. Uh, he says, President Biden often trumpets the line of wanting high-income Americans to pay their fair share. Okay. Then he goes on to say, if Biden really believed that, he would start by requiring them to pay their own student loans. Oh what gosh. progressives fail to acknowledge is that there is no such thing as canceling or forgiving student loans. They're just shifting the responsibility onto hardworking taxpayers. Um, as someone who pays a lot of taxes, I want my money to go to benefit people. And also, let's think about this from an economic perspective. Um, if people are buried in debt, Right. which is the micro of the macro of our country, we're, they're not shopping, they're not right. traveling, they're not participating in the economy because they're fucking stressed out trying to make ends meet. And again, you have to wonder, is that the plan? Keep us angry, keep us pissed, keep mm. us working. Much like Henry mentioned, uh, we did a uh, episode of Side Stories talking about cult leaders. They keep you tired, they keep you unfed, they keep you questioning, they keep you um, in desperate need of finance. Is it's, it's, it does it get that gnarly? Yeah, well, I, the cult leaders remind me of some of the political campaigns I've worked for as well. But I will, <laughs> I will say, I mean, yeah, you're absolutely right. This is just a slap in the face to who people who can't afford their student loans. That would be lower class, middle class, lower middle class, and everyone else from there tends to have it under control either thanks to their families or either thanks to their own financial benefits. So I, as you know, when we were roommates in New York, I oh, yeah. I went to Columbia Journalism School. That's a hell of a uh, bill that I still am on the hook for. Obviously, everything's been mm -hmm. deferred during the pandemic. So the real idea is what happens when when these deferments are over? Am I now mm -hmm. on the hook again for $40,000? Because to your point, that's going to keep old Travis Irvine from buying a car, from buying a house. Yep. I can't even afford a rocket to the moon like Bezos. <laughs> to be fair, I did wish that you would have dropped out of school so we had more time together. Oh, well, thank you. I'm, unfortunately, um, I got the degree. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and now you co-host a show with me. Look at the, Amer <laughs> the American dream comes true once again. Uh, also, don't forget the Biden discussing the $10,000 elimination of uh, certain student loans. First of all, $10,000. Many of these student loans are a heck of a lot higher than that. Yes. It's a compromise uh, and not even a compromise that people Many people think they won because, right. of course, there were many progressives um, that wanted fifty thousand dollars yes. to to be the to be the threshold of elimination for debt. And so Biden said, "We'll give you one. We'll give you ten percent." And even that can't be stomached by some jackass uh, like this Murphy. Murphy's bill 
It's called, quote, I love the names of these bills. Oh, they boy. work so hard on the bills. Oh, it's boy. called Stop Reckless Student Loan Actions Act. What the hell? What does it even mean? If, but if the irony is, the irony is, if you read Stop Reckless Student Loan Actions Act, and if you're a um, just a, a person who views politics from the outside, it reads like it's going to help you. Right. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. It reads like, oh, good. Finally, they're going to stop making it uh, so easy to take advantage of students who just want to get a loan so they can go to school and get an education. Because like you said, I need a degree to get a job. That's what they told me. So that's what I'm trying to do. But no, and, this bill yeah. does the exact opposite of that. And now with the new oligarch class led by Elon Musk saying, if you got a college degree, you're a moron, moron. I don't like people with college degrees. So That's again, right. for these people who are starting out trying to navigate this um, this world with quicksand, you know, right. well, 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 standing upon quicksand, there's no solidified, you know, American idea anymore. Um, it's just damned if you do again and damned if you don't. So again... Uh, it would erase $10,000 from per borrower and it would require the government to cancel $321 billion in federally backed loans to the Federal Reserve Bank mm. of New York. So I wonder why the Fed would be against this. No, it's almost what? like they uh, want to keep a bunch of people poor and paying a bunch of money for something. I also have two other points. Elon Musk came from a wealthy South African family. All right. They benefited from apartheid. So let's, you know, there he is spreading his opinions like a little rich kid uh, will do. And also a Travis Irvine prediction Whoa! from the top of this year. I said that Democrats to get young people and the people who have $1.8 trillion in student loans and counting, I did say the Democrats would try to take care of it. I also predicted they would screw it up. So, All so right. far, coming true, baby. To be fair, isn't that that? That's like if you go to a psychologist or if you go to a psychic and they're like, you're going to take a dump in the next week. And then you do. And you're like, wow, they were right. Yeah, that's why I made my predictions as broad <laughs> as uh, I bet you'll take a pee pee at some point this year. <laughs> well, Chuck Grassley, you got to <gasps> die because I got to get my predictions from last year to be correct, because I think I got two out of three. Anyway, speaking of uh, scumbags and uh PP, uh, there are just <laughs> go, just lastly, just talking a little bit about what's going on with elections. Mm -hmm. uh, Donald Trump, he went one for one. So Trump had backed a candidate for governor. Uh, this was in Nebraska. Uh, evidently, there is a bunch of groping claims. The guy looks again. He's a pseudo cowboy. His name is Charles Herbster. Um, uh, he was accused of a bunch of shit. Um, that even a, obviously you can take that into account, but that aside politically, the man's just an absolute piece of shit as well. Uh, <laughs> sure. He's a fake cowboy. Uh, he's a fake strong man. And of course, you can imagine the, the uh, groping that he and Donald did behind closed doors when Herbster went uh, to kiss the uh, to kiss the ring to get his support. So he lost um, mm. in the end. University of Nebraska Regent Jim Pillen won the state's Republican nomination for governor. Now, Trump did end up helping somebody win. And this was in West Virginia and West Virginia. Now, this is a this Senate. I believe it's a congressional congressional race. race. And in this congressional race, the Trump backed fella, his name is Representative Alex Mooney. Uh, he defeated Republican Representative David McKinley. Uh, so if you're Trump, again, you know, 
much like unlike uh, King Midas, which turned everything to gold, Trump, very shallow. This is kind of the equivalent of when you go and you thought the Easter bunny candy that you purchased was going to be thick. And then you realize the unbelievable lie that the bunny that you bought that was made of chocolate was indeed soulless and shallow. Mm, it happens every Easter to me, I will say. It and does. also, let's point out, I mean, uh, Trump did have success here in Ohio by uh, J.D. Vance. He backed J.D. Vance in a crowded Senate race. Again, mm. like these other Trump-backed candidates, J.D. Vance has no experience in politics. He has roots in Ohio. He has not been in Ohio for a very long time. And we will see in the upcoming Pennsylvania primary with Dr. Oz. Obviously, I believe Dr. Oz is running against a Pennsylvania businessman who's backed by Mike Pompeo. So it's Pompeo versus Trump, <laughs> uh, just like it used to be at the buffet in the White House. Oh, They're fantastic. fighting over the same scrap of chicken. Um, but there's also the Democratic primary, which yeah. I know we have some stake and interest in. Speaking of steak, speaking of buffets, yeah. uh, John Fetterman is running against Connor Lamb Chops. Excuse me. I might just be hungry. Um, but both <laughs> of those gentlemen are running against a, uh, a progressive that we have failed to mention on this show as of yet. And that's State Representative Mal. Malcolm Kenyatta. He okay. is a progressive state rep from Philadelphia. And so he and Fetterman and Lamb all face off next week. So keep okay. your eyes. Obviously, I know, Ben, you're on the road this weekend, but we're going to have to keep our eyes on this Pennsylvania primary because you've got Trump again on the ballot, but yep. you've also got this constant battle within the Democratic Party of progressives versus moderates and who can win in general elections. Right. Absolutely. So we will keep you up to date on that. Um, it's going to be fascinating. And it's, you know, when it comes to Pennsylvania and that Senate race, most people that I have heard blabbing and blabbing and blabbing, they say it's going to predict which party wins the Senate. A hundred percent. I would agree. So, Yes, yeah. because uh, a lot of these seats are pretty entrenched. I mean, here in Ohio, obviously, we have Democrat um, Congressman Tim Ryan running against J.D. Vance. Arguably, in a normal political time, Tim Ryan would be the the one who would come out on top because he's right. actually served the state. He's from Youngstown, which is did go for Trump, but they also voted for Tim Ryan. Um, and essentially, I think these races are going to come down to what we've talked about, Pennsylvania, Ohio. Georgia, North Carolina, and let's not forget your home state, Ron Johnson in Wisconsin. I still Ugh. think if the Democrats can just pick one candidate who can challenge Ron Johnson at the polls, point out the fact that he spent July 4th in 2018 in Moscow, Russia. I think if we make those kind of points, the Democrats can either keep the Senate as is or gain a few seats to take control, but it's not going to be enough to get that, that uh, who key, knows? 60, key 60 seat vote who knows what's going to happen my god uh one of the things we talked about on side stories adam schiff as if there's nothing else going on in the country but he is going to be talking about alien disclosure so maybe that'll move the needle um, thank god finally maybe, yeah, adam of- schiff's talking about something i care about <laughs> It's just, man, again, you just because it's so mind numbing as to um, why aren't these why isn't the message getting out uh, to people? And again, you have to wonder, is something nefarious going on? And this is the way that they want it. But anyway, interesting. Thank you for bringing up the new candidate. Uh, What was his name in uh, Pennsylvania again going against uh, Fetterman and Lamb? Malcolm Kenyatta. Okay, so I'll look into him as well. So there's options out there. um, And uh, if you're the Dems, I would just. Say, choose the one that you think will win. Because um, God knows, it seems again, this the as the gerrymandering and redistricting continues, a binary world 
seems like it was a glorious time of options. Mm. Back in the days when Dr. Oz was just another asshole on TV. Yeah, I had just thumbing through my uh, picture library there trying to find a funny little message I got. And there's a picture, sure enough, with me and Dr. Oz. That's when he told me not to eat breakfast at Yahoo Finance. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, if he tells Fetterman that in a debate, I think Fetterman's going to open up a can of whoop ass. Can of whoop ass. Oh, my God. All right, everyone. Well, thank you so much for listening. Travis, do you have anything you want to plug? Anything going on? I want to thank everyone again for all your support for our pack here in Ohio, Homebound Entrepreneurs Against the Wines. Thanks to everyone who came to uh, our screening of How America Killed My Mother on Mother's Day weekend. Thank you so much. If you do want to still watch that movie, check out HowAmericaKilledMyMother.com. Believe it or not, the website was not taken, but we want to keep (laughs) spreading the word. In light of everything that's happening, this country needs to take care of our moms. Yeah, I thought it was funny at first, and I've had a full circle. I am actually surprised that hasn't been taken. That's what I'm saying. It's it's happened a lot. (laughs) All right, everyone. Well, thank you for listening. Hang in there. Try to be good to each other. And I know people are hurting, um, so we just have to, I don't know, watch the Batman over and over and over (laughs) again, I guess. (laughs) Whatever you can do, just take care of yourself. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on the road soon. Hail yourselves. We'll talk to you soon. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com.